y'all, I need you to hear this, okay? Um, different people have done content on this, but I was listening to a um something that was put together, and I want you to hear how this guy reacts to his own father disciplining him for his grades because a lot of people are like oh I need my dad in the home I need my father in the home and this what you all do with it this is what you all do with it listen to this and and this is the story about the um the young man that his father was a former NFL player and um he toe tagged his mom and dad it's called patricide I believe he did this ish. I really do. And expect like before it's kind of like you hear it. Eh. But once I heard the reason why, I'm like, yeah, he did that ish. He did that ish. Here we go. Reporter Courtney Fisher of KTRK in Houston. Did you kill your parents? No. Tears rolled down his face as he told how much he missed his parents. Just that have that again. Just like five minutes if that's what it was. Just that. Hold on, I might have gone, I might not have gone that far enough. Okay. Pillows over their faces. Antonio was well known in Houston. He was a former NFL linebacker for the San Francisco 49ers turned motivational speaker. I want you to pick back up those visions and those dreams that you once had. So imagine that being your father, right? A lot of, a lot of these guys out here are like, oh, they look at the tater tots and... You know, funky and oh wait, fired, evicted and <laughs> fired and evicted to help them out because they don't have a quote unquote father in the home. It doesn't get any better than having a former NFL player providing you. And from what I understand, they were in a beautiful home, two parent home. Okay, and you have your father as a motivational person. I, I want you to hear how he was talking to people, right? He's everything that you would think you want for... Well, And I get it. There's stuff behind the scenes. But again, like I said, when we get to the part where they say why he toe-tagged his parents, listen to this. Like, So I just want you to hear how this guy's talking about like motivational stuff. Former NFL linebacker for the San Francisco 49ers turned motivational speaker. I want you to pick back up those visions and those dreams that you once had. But within hours of making the gruesome discovery, cops say the son who called 911 came under suspicion. They say he committed the ghastly act of parasite, murdering his own parents. Mm. The motive? Cops say he lashed out because his parents disciplined him over his slipping grades, smoking in the house, and other issues. Boom. So he toe-tied his parents because they're addressing his grades, right? Um, his behavior and um, I think was it drug use? his own parents. The motive? Cops say he lashed out because his parents disciplined him over his slipping grades, smoking in the house, and other issues. And that's just kind of like, when, when you talk about bandit behavior, this is not the first time, I don't know what it is, but men wanting to smoke in the house. Um, another, I don't know if y'all remember, um, is it like maybe three, four months ago, I did a story where this guy, um, he was like 19, was smoking in his house. They Again, two-parent household, Christian household. He had siblings and 
His dad's at work. His mom's a stay-at-home wife and stay-at-home mom and wife. And she comes to the house, you know, goes to his room and she's like, hey, can you just put out the smoke? We don't smoke inside the house, which to me, you shouldn't be smoking, period. Which, by the way, I was in um my life and health insurance training today and you'd be surprised like how important your health is. Um, They were saying like, if you have smoked within the last five years, like you you go from having a tobacco or smokers or non-smokers policy um just depending on other things you can have a uh what do you call it um it 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 might not be as bad the difference between tobacco and non-tobacco but it's as simple as if if your guy is out here smoking cigars marijuana vaping um 5 years y'all they go back 5 years and this one guy went, went on a cruise and wasn't aware that it would still be in his bloodstream. Got, I guess he smoked a cigar on his, on his cruise or during his vacation. Comes back. I guess he gets signed up for insurance or whatever. They run the blood work and now it's like... <laughs> so, but I don't know what it is about males wanting to smoke in a house. You can't do that-ish, you know? It the smell permeates into the walls, and you're gonna be smelling that ish for forever. Needless to say, like whatever it does to your house, what does it do to your body? But um, the slipping grades, right? So he had the opportunity to be an educated lame at a minimum, right? So two parents that are encouraging him to have higher edge. Well, no, he was still a minor. I think they, I think they said he was only. 17, 17 or 18. So, of course, that's that discipline that a lot of these guys out here say that they want. I wish I had my dad. I want my dad around me. I didn't have a dad. I didn't have a father in the home. Well, guess what? If you have a good father in the home, he's going to be talking to you about your grades. He's going to be telling you not to smoke. He's going to be telling you to have a healthy lifestyle. He's going to tell you what it takes to be an upstanding citizen, right? Nonetheless, a guy was had built himself up. You know, and even with the NFL stuff, I feel like not everyone gets it. I think that sometimes they themselves engage in, in you know, behavior that is not morally upstanding or, you know, have values and virtues. So here he is. He's married to the mother of his children, loving husband, you know what I'm saying, beautiful home, taking care of all the siblings, making sure that they're going through school, making sure that they're doing everything. Because I, I really do go hard on parents, like... Why aren't you guys involved with their with the children? Because most most fathers, they will pay for your education. They will provide the home. They, and this guy, like, cars, everything. Everything that a lot of other children would wish that they would have, right? And, um, but involved in the life. Because you really could have kids and, um... And not really okay. Fine, if if he does good in school or not, that's fine. Or I have enough money to continue to take care of him. But no, you got a course correct. So when they say when when they said that, I'm like, yeah, yeah, he absolutely, absolutely did that. Let me go back just a little bit. His own parents. The motive. Cops say he lashed out because his parents disciplined him over his slipping grades, smoking in the house, and other issues. AJ Armstrong was released on bail pending trial. 
He was interviewed by reporter Courtney Fisher. Yeah, y'all. All right, let me get back to my um, regular routine of stuff here. I'll catch y'all on the flip side. Bye. Wait a minute. I cannot believe this, y'all. I can't believe this. So, apparently, the person that I have the picture in the... Um, this is just weird to me, y'all. I'm obviously giving you my <laughs> raw reaction. So, he... He did this to his parents when he was 16, okay? The person, pers- the person, the person that is on the thumbnail, um, that's his baby's mom. Well, he did marry her. My thing is this, ma'am, 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 you, it's likely that this guy toe tagged not one but two of his parents what could he be whispering into your ears to make you think hmm this person quite possibly could have criminal behavior in the background you know for all the other different men out there in the world now here here's what it is i'm gonna tell you what it is because like i said even when it comes to lifestyle you better trust and believe that they even had um, a good life insurance policy, right? Um, he had stuff to inherit. And I know sometimes people, kind of, that's a different story, but don't like to have those things in place because um, if the kids are aware of stuff like that. But um, if you grow up in a rich, like around um, affluent people, they they know, you know, <laughs> the kids, this is stuff like the kids already kind of grow up knowing, but, um, but so he probably stepped into a good inheritance. So there was a bag to be made. And I feel like she overrode the thought process of like, this is a whole entire bandit who toe tagged your own parents and she saw it as he's the the son of this um wealthy person, so he's living a nice lifestyle and has money and thought it would be a good idea to not just date the dude, marry the dude, and have a child with the dude like what in the world, y'all? <laughs> I don't know what the hell she was thinking. probably not the best time to make a dumb blonde joke, but I don't know what the hell she was thinking. Listen, Listen to this. That is some bandit. I believe he did that when he, when you're 16, is that around the time your body starts to course through with the, um, with the testosterone? That's just wild, y'all. This was interesting too. This lady's commentary, she um there's videos going around of her interviewing him. I haven't had a chance to listen to it in its entirety. Um mm, Loki can't be bothered, but she she says something interesting. Hold on, let's play this. Trials ended in hung juries. I think the bottom line is it's really hard for people to understand why a 16 year old would shoot and kill his parents in the middle of the night yeah yeah 
Um, the rest of us are trying to figure out why you would do that to both of your parents. But that's some, <laughs> I think what she meant is dominant white people is trying to figure out why you all out here toe tagging your own parents. But same time too, the other, um, the other story that I did, it was a white male, but it was in the same age range. I think he was like 17, uh, 17, possibly 18. The mom came and asked him to stop smoking in the house and he shot her through the door and she died instantly like what the f yeah so but hold on finally seven years later a third trial was held we the jury find the defendant antonio armstrong jr guilty of capital murder a lot has happened to aj armstrong since he made that 911 call at age 16. He's now 23 years old, and he's married. He and his wife, Kate, have a son. She wept as the verdict came down. <laughs> it could have been tears of joy because she's about to have, uh, what is it? Um, Not legal. And the ring is big, too. Yeah, he, she married into money. Like, she married into money. Like, for them being that young, I think is he only 23? That's a nice ring, yo. But, um, and even when you see like the picture with him and his son, um, that that's, that looks like a pretty nice, um, house that they got there. But, um, there's something else I wanted to say. It will come back to me. Hold on. At age 16, he's now 23 years old and he's married. He and his wife, Kate, have a son. She wept as the verdict came down. No I wouldn't say guardianship, but executor. So now everything is going to fall into her purview. Capital murder, that child is going to have to visit his dad in jail. <laughs> There's no two ways around it. Like, I hope he comes out like old, old, like 75, 80 years old. For two parents? Two parents, y'all? Mm-mm. His ass needs to stay in jail. Wonder. He was sentenced to life in prison. As soon as he could get out of prison, would be in 2063 after 40 years. 2063, so he would be, um, yeah, pretty much 60 years old. Eh, eh. This latest jury deliberated for 10 and a half hours. So let me and this is this is the thing too. Like it's a good thing I'm not on these juries because I would have been like, listen, let me tell you what it is. Okay, he did that ish. Okay, and <laughs> let's just get me out of here in sixty minutes to an hour. But yeah, no, ten ten hours is is about fair. You give it a day of deliberation, you know, um, and you make sure to just bounce the ideas. And again, you're talking about somebody's life, and this is I think what they why they said like it's so hard for you to kind of understand it it's not so much that he that he um did it i think that part of the thing is we have a kind of underlying regard for life the rest of us right that this is somebody's parent oh this is what i was going to say with with him and his son so here he has a son right and he has his um wife that he had the baby with and they're doing everything they can to pour into this child, to love this child. Can you imagine, you know, what it'd be like for the karmic justice to turn around and then this child to toe tag you? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, 
clearly didn't really think this stuff through. And like I said, she, she, that's just like, I don't know that all her neurons aren't necessarily firing because how, and then like, let my parents find out that this guy is on trial for capital murder, y'all. My parents would have told me to stay the F away from that, that type of thing. Like, girl, you got so many other options out here. Why? Why would you choose to be with somebody like that? And this is the thing, like I said, too. <clears throat> I do believe in epigenetics. I do believe that, you know, you can, like, if, if, because sometimes people want to have children. And it's one thing to have children, but it's another thing to, to pass on like a carbon copy of that person's DNA. So she just replicated a whole other person that is now going to be capable of toe tagging other people, possibly even toe tagging her later on in life. And the kids are probably going to hate her because she's a single mom. Okay. Um... Yeah, but I would say she did get it. She did get to a bag, though. She did get to a bag because um, now she's going to be like pretty much overseeing the state. I want to be surprised. Well, she can play it one of two ways. I mean, she can either just stay legally married or just get a divorce because this guy, like, like they said, he's not. If you think she's going to sit there and wait for 40, what well, we were in 20. So did they give her? Wait, wait, wait. I wanted to just play this over again. I apologize, you guys. I just wanted to make sure I got this right. Is he getting out in 20 years or in 40 years? I wonder. He was sentenced to life in prison. The soonest he could get out of prison would be in 2063. Okay, yeah, so 40 years. Because we're right now we're in 2023. So time I'm recording this is August 2023. So and look at him. He he is. <laughs> If you get a chance, um, I think I put, I think I have the thumbnail. I'll go back and double check it so you can go and check out her channel. Um, but if you're at the two minute and 38 second mark, the way he's just walking all into his prison sentence, like no remorse, just trolloping into his, you know, <laughs> off to jail. Yeah, he definitely did that ish for real. Mm. Mm -mm. I don't know. I feel like to, I don't know. I said I wasn't going to talk about parents. So let me just kind of <laughs> leave that alone. I am appalled, y'all. I just thought, because he still looks young. I thought he, but yeah. So in the picture, he's 23. And um, I just thought that was his girlfriend. But nah, he wanted found somebody to marry him. And when he still had these pending trials. All right, I'm done, y'all. Listen, you can't tell me that the American justice system is anti-black male. You can't. You can't. I I definitely think these are, this is America's darlings. Because even when you hear, I don't know. Th the reason I'm saying that is because it took them three, three go-rounds to hear this. To to reach that conclusion, but again, I think like the, like the the woman said, like the um person who interviewed him, people have a hard time like grappling just how demonic this energy is. But when you listen to how he's even talking, um, about his parents being 
two gunshot wounds and, and the calmness in his voice? Yo. He was hiding in a closet. That is hella calm for a 16-year-old. And I feel like to me, and then the thing is, it's how calm he is. And then also they said that there was no signs of breaking and entering. So again, you have to remember you're dealing with a 16-year-old who doesn't want to be told how to do his homework. Um, I actually thought he was younger. And so I thought that he was probably sneaking around with this girl, you know, and his parents are like, well, you know, don't get anybody pregnant and, you know, you need to be responsible, blah, blah, blah. But no, that, that child is only maybe, you know, under the age of one, and they've been married for about a year or so. Um, so <clears throat> a year or two, unless that's his childhood sweetheart or whatever. But um, he he sounds way too calm for that. So again, you're dealing with a 16-year-old where he hasn't really fully thought out, you know, well, did you hear any noise? Did anybody break in or there are things taken from the home, you know, and also when you start to look at the behavioral stuff behind it, when you um, put a bag over someone's head, for the most part, of course, you have people who are just bandit bandit. But when you put a bag over someone's head like that, it's kind of like or, or pillowcase. He knew what he was doing. He didn't want to um, have them looking at him when they did it, when he did it. And. I think that he was just literally dead set on like, I'm going to have my own way. No one's going to tell me what to do, not including you. And, um, and, and it's like one, but two, but two as well. I want you to hear that the, how he sounds with this too, because I'm thinking about how I would react as, as a child and, if you hear two shots from the parent, like to me, when you hear shots, you're going to, you're just going to be like, I heard shots. I heard shots. Like, please come quick. Something. I think my parents, I'm not sure if they're okay. What, you know, he's like, I heard two shots from my parents. Hey, maybe it's because of those parents were trying to make sure he had a good education and he's able to remain calm. So let me see. Hiding in a closet. Police raced to the house and were shocked to find Don and Antonio Armstrong in their bedroom with fatal gunshot wounds to the head. Mm. over their faces. Antonio was well known in Houston. He was a former... Yeah, y'all. I'm at... Mm, I don't know. I, I was going to say I might probably just watch a couple more videos to just make sure what all was going on here. What was the guy's name? Let me see. What is his dad's name? Their faces. Antonio was well known in Houston. He was a former NFL hmm. linebacker. Alright, I'll talk to y'all later. Bye. Okay, just wanted to finish out a thought here and tie up the, the loose ends on this. The reason I was saying like they gave him way more regard than he gave to his parents. When you have three trials and you have them taking ten hours on what could be a clear cut shut and cut shut and cut. No, no, no. Shut and close case. Um, 
they gave him way more regard for his life, right? And that careful deliberation and going through the details and like make sure that we, that's why I was saying like, they're really America's darlings. A lot of times they like to complain about like, oh, the system, the system, the system. Nah, y'all are way more protected. When I, and I think what infuriates me the most too is like, he did this to his parents when they were sleeping and in their bedroom and the the moments of vulnerability, right? You, I mean, if somebody breaks into your home, that's still egregious to me. But it's like, you're just going to do that in somebody's home, in your home nonetheless. And then here's the sad part that, because um, I'm just watching a couple of news clips from like seven months ago, seven years ago. They gave him seven years, right? And, you know, of deliberation, three trials, like I said, 10 hours. And, um, oh, snap. They're even, oh, snap. This is saying the alarm doesn't lie. You lie. The alarm system's accuracy takes an on center. The alarm system's accuracy takes center on day four of Antonio Armstrong. This was two weeks ago. Yeah, so... I'm going to listen to that one. It's seven minutes long and it's about um, the alarm system, right? So you have a 16-year-old who's not all that smart and hasn't really figured out how adults in law He thinks he's smarter than law enforcement. I don't know how he thought this would pan out. But um, the, the what I heard just now, too, is the mom actually passed away at the scene and the dad um, passed away later on at the hospital. So they absolutely suffered. They absolutely suffered, I believe, you know, and just the thought of, you know, him having in his last moments and understanding that his wife had passed away, that this was at the son, at the hands of his own son. Um, he, if you see him, he was very, um, like he used to work out very fit. So you better believe he fought, but I think that if it had been any other break-in or burglary or that type of thing, he would have been maybe able to push through. You know, like you could just tell he has this resilience about himself. But I just think it's like those last moments of him seeing your son, seeing what happened to your wife, understanding that she passed away. Of course, they're not going to tell. They don't tell you if somebody has passed away. But it's just kind of like I imagine that he's taking a toll on what happen and I just think it contributed to like your body is going through so much and trying to fight and it wasn't immediate these people suffered and I'm glad that they got justice for them you know um because they did everything that we complain so much about that we don't get in the black community like two-parent home and you know, being able to be taken care of, getting the education, having the discipline, being involved in their child, raising the child's life, helping them to be upstanding citizens. And the thing is, here's the thing that another thing I noticed too. Um, I'll have to kind of watch and see some of the other stuff, but at least in the stuff I'm seeing here, well, for one, I don't see his wife speaking out about the stuff. But when um, this came out seven years ago, he has a little sister um, or he has a sister. I'm not sure if she's older than him or younger than him. 
um, like like they say, he was 16 at the time that this happened. And you know what else is freaking crazy? This is the thing. Like I I used to watch a lot of crime scene type of stuff, and they talk you through like how you can tell somebody's behavior. They actually have video of the night that it happened, and he's standing next to the police car. This boy wasn't crying. He was just sitting there. Um, from what I understand, his brother was outside of the home. He has a, from what I understand, he has an older brother, and his older brother was out of the house. And I think he called his older brother um, first. But with that being said, um, you know, it just eyes drier than the Sahara Desert on in a hot summer month like pick the hottest driest month like just 16 i'm telling you like i would be distraught and i'm not even talking about you know girls showing emotions versus boys showing emotions right they huh. ah yeah oh oh so back to the sister um they have the sister um standing up for her brother. I don't like that kind of stuff in the sense of and I get it like I think that back in the days you used to have this thing where you teach your kids to to stand up for each other and that type of thing, but I don't like that they had to put her out in the forefront like that. I think the last I heard the grandparents were trying to um fight for him. I don't know if it's from his maternal or his paternal side. All I know is I'm not the forgiving type. I know I talk about this. I'm not a, I don't have children, let alone grandchildren. But there's no way you're going to toe tag my mom, my dad, or my son or my daughter. And I'm going to be defending you. <laughs> Just no. <laughs> no. Um, and it's coming to that hard realization. But yeah, so I don't see the sister like out front either really talking about um, Antonio Armstrong Jr.'s brother, brother's mental health. Oh, they try to flip this to make it seem like it was his brother. Oh man, yeah, I'm gonna leave y'all alone with this. Anyways, let's move on to other things. I'm definitely gonna watch the thing about the alarm system. Um... Let me see here. Oh, here's the prosecution full video. One hour and 18 minutes. Exclusive interview. So the exclusive interview that he had with... um, Which channel is this? ABC 13. I didn't do it. Inside the mind of A.G. Armstrong. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, no, no. So the sister is out. She's still very much involved. So this is from 12, 12 days ago. A.J. Armstrong Jr.'s grandmother's sister give emotional testimony of defense presents its case. Yeah, no. Mm-mm. I, I, I don't like that imagery at all. And it looks like the grandfather is still alive, but he didn't say nothing. And then it's really messed up because they're trying to turn it on the brother. So the brother is not going to be defending him either. So it's just the sister and the grandma. 
the two women that are using their good name to try to get this bandit off. When he's not anywhere, let me, y'all already, uh, I'm done. Y'all, just to give you some more of this story, right? So I'm watching the alarm case thing. So again, you're dealing with a 16-year-old, right? Who just is in state of rebellion. He don't want to be told what to do with his grades. What the F you mean you're going to be trying to, you know, discipline me? What do you mean you want to be a dad who's, you know, telling me what to do with my life and make sure that I'm an upstanding citizen and do well in school? Like, no, I don't want that. I don't care that you are probably, you know, accomplished yourself and a motivational speaker. I don't care that I come from a two-parent home. I don't care that I have, you know, family or whatever. So here's to tell you, like, like I said, I'm... I can understand they gave him way more regard for his life than he ever gave to his own parents. And they had a hard time giving capital murder to a 16-year-old. But listen to this. Um, in the testimony, like when they, so this video, it's called The Alarm Doesn't Lie, You Lie. It's on KPRC2 uh, Click Houston. Alarm Systems Accuracy Take Center on day four of Antonio Armstrong, right? So day four of his trial. Um, and this was two weeks ago, time I'm, from the time I'm recording this. They said they found a note on the um, counter that said, I'm watching you with the gun next to the, to the, um, to the note. And he, he wrote it in all caps. Okay. But remember, his parents have been making sure he's in school. So he did, I think from what I understand, he did spell everything correctly. Y'all, let me not mess around and find out that. Let me go back and read the note. Let me turn the audio off. <laughs> let me find out he didn't spell it correctly. Pulls out the oh, hold on. And and so then, oh yeah, here we go. Let me go. We see. I have. Oh, I have been. I think he spelled watching wrong. Hold on. Whoever did the video did a terrible job, but um, at the crime scene. But anyways, um, I'm pretty sure they took photos because what's messing it up is the is the uh, is the flash. I'm being dramatic, y'all. He probably spelled watching correctly. After all, he <laughs> so. But um, the gun, from what I understand, was from the home and. The dad used to keep a gun next to his nightstand and the the 16-year-old used the bullets from his own dad's gun. Wow, this went into three trials. You can't tell me these are America's darlings, y'all. I think that, you know, like I said, I think people had a hard time grappling with the fact that he could do that to his own parents. Um, Not once, not twice. I think even the third time, like I said, 10 hours in deliberation is is a little bit on the still kind of like on the long side um to be deliberating at least from what we're hearing and I understand it's different when you're in the courthouse but yeah let me that I found that interesting so I mean think about it no signs of breaking and entering I haven't even gotten to the part about the alarm system yet a handwritten note from the inside y'all and I imagine technology forensics has gotten so much better than even it does seven years ago I talk a lot about how 
in moving into the future, I, you know, I know some people are not the biggest fans of technology and stuff like that. I get it. I get the concerns. But that being said, I have seen cases where they can, um, you know how they can tell you like your fingerprints on paper? They can even get it from like your palm, right? So I imagine they figured out the pencil is from the house. The post-it pad is from the from the refrigerator. How did this person know to write that? And, you know, how did this person get in the house without triggering the system to write down this message? And then they probably linked it to his handwriting, you know, um, and why would the why would the criminal leave the weapon on the counter next to the note? You know what I'm saying? And then also use the bullets from the father's nightstand like you have to. When you start to understand how people's houses are, it's very rare that you go into people's master's bedroom and um, I guess now they call it primary bedroom. Like even when I was in real estate, they told us um, we don't call it master bedroom anymore because that used to be where the master and then the rest, you had the slave headquarters and stuff like the um, slave uh, rooms or other apartments. And so the master used to sleep in the master bedroom. So now it's the primary room. And so what are the odds that you're going to have somebody breaking and entering, override the alarm system, um, no signs of breaking and entry, know where the snowpad is, write that down, go find the father's gun, pull out the shell casings from that room specifically without shuffling around and touching all the doors and figuring out the layout of the house, Right. Put said bullets into into that and then use that. Yeah. And not find the kid while you're... Yeah. <sighs> Y'all, sometimes I scare myself. So, mind you, I'm giving my raw reaction. I hadn't finished watching the whole video. I'm at the four-minute mark of the video that I mentioned, right? The alarm doesn't lie. You lie. Day four of the Antonio. What did they say? The reason that they have this third trial is because they just found the note. Normal, they say normally it takes a month of deliberation. But they found, and because of forensic t files, forensic um, science, within the last years, it last seven years, it has exponentially blown up. And so, um, not only did they find the note and re they tested the note and they found blood um two specks of blood on the inside because it was a sticky note so he took a sticky note i guess from what they said from the refrigerator and put it on the counter and put up and watching you um but then again i i um they're talking as if you've been listening the whole time because they said that they have a picture of aj with a he said that he had a sticky stick it note on him and on that sticket note, there were two specks of blood um, on the sticket. So I don't know if he's alleging that the criminal put it on him or whatever. But in either event, they, yeah, they were able to find that on him. The other thing, too, with the pillowcases, I thought he put the pillowcases, like, over their head before he shot them. No. From what I understand, it's like, after he did it, he put the pillowcases or, um over them because again it's probably he's figuring out like what he did and he it's weird criminal pathology type stuff that that goes on um but a criminal is not going to do that if they're out to get you they're they're going to get you and 
yeah, let me let me go back and play it and maybe you can hear it and, and understand it too. Because it says DNA found on sticker. So let's go back a little bit. And that was also the time that he had the sticker on him as well, because that HPD sticker plays a big factor and he was using those red pepper flakes to, to kind of show there might be something there. And it's all become relevant because of the KPRC2 investigates reporting about the DNA that was found on the sticker the night of that AJ was interviewed. It was found seven years, so just recently, yeah, last month. It was month. just found, and, and that was the reason why we went on a month-long delay. Yeah. I mean, in theory, this trial should be over if it wasn't for that new DNA evidence, mm -hmm. that, and that was two blood specks that was found on the sticky side of that sticker. So that's why it's a big flashpoint right yeah. now. And, and, and Rowan, I just want to point out that there was a juror that was also there. Mm -hmm. um, and when John was walking through with those pillows, he scoffed. It was it was loud. It was audible. You could see this. And then he quickly turned to AJ and locked eye, tried to lock eyes with AJ. And you could just see that there was a moment there between him and, and trying to figure out where where's AJ at? What's his state of mind? And that's it. Mm, yeah. So I don't know. Maybe over the weekend I'll watch like to see what happened behind the scenes and stuff. But yes, yeah, that whole idea of like psh, you're trying to tell us that you know, a criminal would have come in and put pillowcases over them. And I guess the, the positioning and, and that type of thing. And uh, that's a story you're trying to sell us. And so they're seeing the jury, jury looked at the pillowcase and then it's like, yeah, right. Like, you know, scoffs and then just looks at AJ like, what the F, man? So, yeah. And, and again, I think, you know, I think males sometimes recognize better than other males than us women trying to figure stuff out. But at the same time, same, same time, it's just human behavior, right? Um, <clears throat> it was Confucius that said that we all have, we all um, share the same human behaviors, but what sets us apart is our habits, right? And so for the most part, we understand each person, each other, um, in terms of, or we try to understand each other in terms of how we feel and how we emote and how would we, we would behave in certain circumstances. But yeah, y'all, um, I think if I, if I find out more interesting stuff, I'll just come in and share some more stuff behind the scenes. But I feel like I've kind of covered everything. Everything else at this point is just for, for me, unless I just find something else, like just really <laughs> freaking wild, like you know, so yeah, again, I'll talk to y'all later. Bye. Y'all listen to this. I'm listening to closing arguments. <clears throat> listen to this. How many of you, when you were 16 years old, took a bottle of rubbing alcohol, put gasoline in it, and poured it across the stairwell of your parents' house and lit it on fire with them still inside? Woo! Y'all... Yo, y'all, the closing argument, Um, you have to fast forward to like the, I don't know, maybe like the 40 minute mark. A.G. Armstrong trial closing arguments underway. K. Houston 11 is the channel. And listen, they, they did not come to play. Um, One of the things they said is that. Um, I guess it was like four kids. So it's the same. Um, so he had he was the middle boy and they also had one daughter and 
they say like when the parents describe like you know when you look at how the parents engage with the other children they didn't have anything to say but this guy had manipulated lied so much he was sneaking around with his girlfriend which if you're 16 years old like of course there's that concern you know of like him getting somebody else's daughter pregnant and him becoming a father at that young age but here's the thing i'm gonna play it i'm gonna play it for you it is undisputed that the reason the defendant did not return to Kincaid is because he failed out. Period. Period. Okay. Um, because remember, they were talking to him about his grades. And uh, from what I understand, because uh, you know that it was a private school because the defense tried to say that it was the parents couldn't afford to send him there anymore. Um. But when I guess they pulled up his grades, it's like the guy flunked out, flunked out at 16 years old, y'all. And can you imagine how for, I've talked about this too? my it's four of us. We all got sent to um, uh, private school. And then the, the younger two, they did their last couple years in private school. But my I mean, uh, we did our um, most of our childhood. I did uh, first grade to eight. Uh, senior year private school right um and then the last two they went to a public school but my dad was a teacher there so he was on site in case they needed anything and and um they could have their lunches there with him and so that was like a deciding factor it was close by and um but if you're paying for a private school you're looking at a minimum 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 let's just say ten thousand a year and you're doing that pretty sure he went to private school and the they said that the night that his um mom that that both his parents passed he kept talking about how he needs to get up and go to his his football he has football practice he has football practice and um, when he went to the interrogation room, cause they said within hours, they started to look at him as a prime suspect. Now, mind you, this is their saying that he put rubbing alcohol in front of, like he tried to set the house on fire after he shot them. Right. Um, or, or at some point in time, I, I don't know. I have to go back and probably listen to the whole thing. Cause this is just sounds like demented, but, um, um, when so they took him to the interrogation room like after uh like a couple hours and he kept talking about his football schedule which would make sense because when they had the video it was like at night where um if you look at some of the news clips he's standing next to the police car like no remorse no nothing i called it i was like y'all this don't look like listen if i had lost my both my parents, the levels of distraught and then just the anxiety leading up to it, um, having to call 911, wondering what's happening to my parents and all that type of stuff, all those surging emotions. And so um, I imagine it's the next morning and they bring him in because they want to try to find out who did this. And he's talking about his his football schedule. And they're like, listen, your mom is dead. I think, um, like she's gone. And he's like, tell me about your mom. He's like, we, and he said, we all had our problems with her. 
But y'all want to keep birthing them, though. Y'all want to contribute to society. <sighs> oh, Lord. It's going to be a long-ass um, podcast. But, but yeah. Mm. <laughs> How many nails in the coffin do you need? I don't know. So and I uh so just to type the loose ends. The reason I mentioned that I, my my brothers and I went to p- private school, you have to understand that you're looking at a minimum of ten thousand dollars a year. So if they're not just gonna for the most part. You're usually gonna start from first grade. You know, um, it's a it's kind of like a lifestyle thing. But from first grade all the way up until you basically graduate. So if you're sending him to the best schools that your money can afford. And even like my, um, uh, I'll say this, a a close person that's close to me, the parameters you have to go through to, to even get into private schools nowadays, like they're not just taking any and everybody. It's, it's very, um, exclusive, right? So it's at a point where they're not just taking your money. Like you need to have certain criteria, um, and they, you know, you wait and you find out. And it starts from early, like getting you in, um, whether you get it accepted or not, right? Um, even like, just to kind of give you an idea, not that we were at that level by not any stretch of the imagination, but even with, with um, Blue Ivy, Beyonce's daughter, she had to have her, she already submitted like applications for where her daughter would go to like, pre-k whatever from like within months of her being born i'm probably stretching it out but within months of her being born they had already started to apply the process so that she can get accepted into that school right and be added to that list and so um but i talked about the math like if you're looking at ten thousand dollars a year um for 18 years you're looking at a hundred and eighty thousand dollars right so um, whether it's from met, you know, um, hospital expenses, um, he was in football that in and of itself is expensive. Um, right. They lived a certain lifestyle. And so you, you've been funneling all this money into this child, child is 16. So you're looking at minimum $160,000 down the drain. The person's flunking out of school and you know that it affects their ability to get into college, affects their ability to have a livelihood for their own. And I imagine his parents trying to fight every stigma that comes with, with having a son. You don't want him to be out here unemployed, low IQ, you know, type of a thing. Like they struck me as those type of parents. Anyways, y'all, very, very interesting stuff. Um, very interesting. Um, matter of fact, I'll go ahead and kind of mention it too. I listened to, there's a, a soundbite like where they interview the jurors and, um, one was an older woman. One was a younger, a younger lady, um, like young, young, you could tell she was probably whatever the minimum is for you to be able to serve on jury duty. I think you have to be 18. If I say she was 18, 19, um, when you hear her talking, you can tell, you know, not, not the, not the strongest, um, you know, communication skills, but 
And they were talking about the same things that a lot, you know, people have said that it was just very difficult for them to understand why he would do something like that. Um, And so this prosecutor had to explain to them that this is not your son. This is not your grandchild. This is not you. There is something clearly wrong with this guy. So, (sighs) yo, okay, okay. I was, I, I don't want this to be too long, but it is what it is, right? So remember at the beginning, I was like, yo, so they're blaming his brother. How effed up is that and then i talked about the relationship with the with the sister and the grandma well y'all you know there uh, one of my favorite content creators she says the world is watching like they are watching how we govern ourselves or fail to govern ourselves y'all i'm I'm gonna play it for you i'm gonna play it for you and then i'm just gonna keep doing you know because i think you pretty much know how i'm gonna feel about this right the world is watching let me play this but it's not up for us to understand. Acting the defendant and throwing Josh under the bus. Why that fan never? I want to talk to you about Josh. Okay, so Josh is his brother. We will never understand. We'll never understand why that family is protecting the defendant and throwing Josh under the bus. Never understand it. But it's not up for us to understand. What I can tell you is this. When the defendant exited that house on July 29, 2016 and let the police in to find his dirty work that he had done, the first person he called was Josh. And Josh woke up his girlfriend, called 911. He grabbed a shotgun. He ran out of the house, got in his car, and drove over to the scene. And he's asking and reacting to ways we all would if we got that phone call damn so he tried to set his older brother up and i i think like you start to understand like you if you start to put yourself in that person's shoes it all makes sense so if they're probably a good two two to four years apart right so you have an older brother that has a girlfriend living in his own place and you have a child who it's it's in the summer, July 29th, right? Under a lot of restrictions and he has a girlfriend that he's sneaking around with. He just flunked out of out of um what, high school, right? Um out of probably one of the best private schools that they have there. Um and of course, if you're thinking about switching your child over to a public system, you do kind of worry about you know, you're already kind of down. Listen, I I have, (laughs) I have uh, one of my best friends going to um, high school. She actually got expelled um, from, um, it was a Hispanic girl, but, and I mean, huge major concerns because if you have a child growing up in a quote unquote sheltered environment and they're already kind of rebellious within that system. Who do you think they're going to gravitate to when they're in a public system? You know, you're going to, they're more likely to hang out with the wrong crowd you know, if they're already on that path, you know? Um, so, but, and so he wants to be like his older brother, but he doesn't, he hasn't owned, earned that right. And then for you to go and throw your own under brother under the, under the, the, um, under the bus like that that's just straight up foul that's just foul i think that um 
I don't understand like pitting one brother against the other at all either. Um, that that's rough, y'all. Um, I, I like I said, I I I have a full family dynamic. It's four of us, but I'm very jealous of like my parents and or life, and um, to what degree you can have a conversation with somebody and kind of figure out on your own, you know that type of thing. Uh, even to where the grandma is involved, you know, um, in in kind of making it seem like it's the older brother that did this. That is just wild to me. Mm. All right, y'all, let me see. Let me see if there's anything else that's in here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get back to you. Bye. Okay, real quick. So remember I was playing the audio part where they said they had blood spot, spatter on his shirt. So, um... His dad was not facing his mom when he was in bed and had gotten shot. Sounds like the the son shot him from like the bedroom door versus up close. Um but they have like they say like when you have um when you're trying to breathe, it's called like expiration. Um and so I imagine it's kind of like frothy and lighter. And so when they were trying to explain the the salt and pepper, um uh, like if you were to put pepper on your shirt, some of the flecks would stay on your shirt and some would fall off. So that's why they were talking about the expiration blood. When he shot the dad, um, the dad was when I tell I'm telling you these people suffered. He was trying to breathe, you know, um, and there was blood all in his cavity, like in his nasal and mouth cavity. So when they um, tried to rescue him, they had to pull, you know, like excavate all the blood that was building up in that area. So he's fighting to breathe. Um, and if you remember, he was taken to the hospital where he later died. So I don't know that he was even aware that his wife, you know, um, but again, if he's trying to breathe, I don't know who got shot first. Um, I imagine he tried to shoot the dad first and then he would have heard the second shot, um, which again, if you're trying to fight for your life and all of this chaos and trauma is happening around you. And so then the way that the expiration blood got on his shirt is because he went to put the pillow like to further smother. So I think that what happens is they were struggling to breathe <clears throat> because he had done it from so far away versus doing it like execution style. So um, he tried to, I, I was thinking, you know, me, oh, well, maybe he just felt, you know, some type of sliver of remorse and he's trying to cover, you know, not wanting them to see. Nah, they were still breathing. And so now at this point, he's trying to suffocate them. So when he's putting the pillow over his dad's um, face to try to, to basically snuff him out, the expert, he's trying to fight for his breath. The, um... That that got on his shirt, and so they said that when they put the the badge, when they went to the police department hours later, um, uh, because the expiration blood, if you can imagine, is kind of like uh kind of frothy with a lot of air, it can kind of fall off. It's not the same as as like the liquid blood that you start, or I guess before it starts to co coagulate and separate from the white blood and stuff like that. <clears throat> 
So by them putting the name badge, kind of like saying like, oh, this is, you know, maybe with his name on there so they can identify who he is or that type of thing. When they put the name badge, it preserved on 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 the sticky element you know, the remaining, and and that just shows, like, if, because when you think about where they put a name badge, it's on your chest, I think they, um, if I remember the picture correctly, it would have been on his right-hand side, right, um, right between the shoulder blade, like, you all know, like, we've all had name badges put on us with the sticky notes and stuff, that's how close, like, you have to get down to that level of the bed to where he is to have somebody breathing in your face and, put the pillow over like that's just sick y'all just when you start to think it through um like I said I'm I don't understand why it took him three trials to kind of figure this stuff out um but but um like I played in the clip before the name tag thing was new evidence that wasn't in the previous two trials but when you start to unravel what's happened how did they how did that get there what was this person doing to to get blood stains at that level of their shirt, right? Right up to cuz think about it, to where your head is, where your chin is, your throat. And where the name badge is going to be, you had to have been so close and you know, at that level cuz if you're doing it over someone, you know, um I I don't really see it going up into the air at that projection and hitting on you. You kind of have to be down close enough to like where you're kind of trying to see what's happening and put sick just sick yeah. okay so just to give you a little pretext or um so you understand kind of because again i um <laughs> 4 55 in the morning I, I can't sleep so but i used to watch a lot of crime stuff and you start to put yourself in that person's feet like what was happening and remember i said this is in the summer so he's probably wanting to just wild out Wanted to sneak out with his girlfriend. He's 16. So they showed that he was out with his 12-year-old sister. They got home at 9, close minutes to 10 p.m. 12 and 16 years old coming in the house. They say that um, you could see that, like, basically when you have an alarm system, they had three floors, y'all. Three floors. Um, or Or three stories. And the meaning floors right um but uh it, it kind of tracks the movement throughout the house so it shows that um 12 minutes after they came in through the front door the sister armed the alarm and um i don't he i guess he wasn't expecting that and so then it shows that they would have gone to their parents room and talked for a little bit but you better believe if you're coming in at minutes to 10 p.m with your little sister who's 12 and you're 16 and you're the one flunking out of school been having been on a whole bunch of bandit behavior right because they were talking about like how he had it was to the point they didn't trust him anymore um and he was manipulative and lying um and so you better believe that it's kind of like how do you have your 12 year old sister out at this time of the night um, you know, I know it's the summer, but you're not, you know, we had expectations for you, whatever, what have you. And then they said that he actually shut, um, had fired the shot into the ground above their room, um, before he went down there. Now, um, 
They also said that he put rubbing alcohol in front of their door and set it on fire. I don't know because I'm just watching closing arguments, the sequence of events. But if you understand like living in a family unit, those things create chaos like and and like it really keeps you on edge. Right. So if uh, I don't know when he set the, the try to set the front of their bedroom on fire, if it was the same night of, but. Even if you shoot the the shots into the ground, um, that has to be, you know, whether it happened moments before he did it, it's just kind of like, what the hell? You know, I'm pretty sure you're going to be pissed off and like the noise and whatever, what have you. Um, But even if it was earlier, like weeks earlier, months earlier, you're starting to think like this kid is erratic, yo, you're, you're just out of control. Okay, so yeah, I just wanted to share that part too. Yo, that's wild. Okay, so yeah, because of the alarm system that they had, um, the the sensors got triggered on the second floor exactly within like seconds to the minute of when, because your phone is basically a smartphone. So it can tell when you're using your phone, when there's moments of inactivity when you plug it in, when you disconnect it, and it showed that he disconnected his phone, like basically a minute before the motion sensor on the second floor went off. So there was no coming in through the bottom floor or the garage or anything like that. So the sensor shows, you know, him going down the hallway. And then um, the sensor activity afterwards, like 30 minutes later, um, on the first floor in the kitchen area and then um after all of that motion activity then that's when he calls 911 so it was it was a process of 31 minutes of him going through and i guess doing stuff um and so that's why the oldest brother was not there i don't know where the youngest brother was um but the sister was in the house this whole time. You mean to tell me she didn't hear nothing? No shots? Fuck, girl. Maybe that's why the sister. Maybe, maybe. Because when you start to understand it, too, um, maybe if that's the brother that she was closest to, you know, and and they had both gotten that smoke, and he's talking about we all had our problems with her, then... Uh, which surprisingly they said with her, not so much even the dad, right? Um, which which conversations about disciplining and parenting and who's you know supposed to be the enforcer and the nice parent versus the mean parent. That's a whole other dynamic. But the sister was in the house this whole time, y'all, and you're not gonna hear not one, at least one, two shots fired. Could have been three, depending on when he shot the first one into the floor. Um, and you're not gonna follow up with that. That's just really, so it kind of makes sense why the sister, because maybe the grandma is like, oh snap, I'm about to lose all my kids. And maybe the oldest one can take all the smoke or maybe they're not going to have enough evidence on the oldest one. So let's sacrifice him because we can't do the daughter. And so, um, Because if you think about it, you're looking at having the sister be complicit in some stuff, too. 
Because they both came home and got disciplined. And she was in the house for the 30 minutes that this stuff is happening. You don't think he was running around the house and or like um, she would have heard those loud bangs. And then what's going on? And this is the thing that happened at one in the morning. So they got home like minutes to 10 p.m., like nine something close to 10 p.m. Um, and then one o'clock between one and one Forty is when he called the police. He disconnected his phone like at one o nine, so <clears throat> unless she just fell into a deep sleep. But I'm gonna tell you, if one shot doesn't, you know, doesn't um wake me up, two definitely will. And if it's that close proximity where it's in your own house, like even my my neighbors, y'all, they they be wild in. But they will every once in a while they'll have firecrackers, right? And it will wake me up, you know, and, and they're, <laughs> they kind of crack me up, y'all. I, I I was so pissed. But um, they, you know, they will do it because they have it in supply. So they'll do it year round, you know, like on the weekends. And sometimes it's like they'll have friends over and then at like 9 p.m. or something, they'll do it. That's a loud noise. So if that's in your and they're like across the street on the other side of the, the cul-de-sac. So it's like. If you're talking about a noise that that's that that is that loud, that's gonna wake you up. That absolutely has to wake you up. I feel like, um, not one but two, and then scurrying around the house and those type of things. Oh, all right, y'all. Let me let me see how far am I? I'm at one hour and sixteen minutes. All right, yo yo yo. Okay okay. So remember, um, they they pieced all the time frames together. So. From the time that he disconnected his phone, motion sensor in the hallway, um, and then motion sensor downstairs, it was 15 minutes from the motion sensor downstairs to the time that he made the phone call, okay? So, you're looking at, so it took him about 30 minutes, so in the first 15 minutes he goes there, has to, you know, suffocate, try to suffocate both of them. Goes downstairs around maybe like the 15 minute mark, right? Um, And then they said that he kept trying to scratch to, you know, if you get a chance to look at the any of the clips and stuff like that with the note. Because he kind of understood that if he writes a certain way, they're going to tell it's his handwriting. So he did it in all caps and he kept kind of like scratched it. And then he said like, I've been watching you come get me. Oh, commercial. <laughs> All my high-frequency music background stuff. All right, and then um, and then put the gun next to that, so that they said the count the the gun was on the counter for fifteen minutes. Y'all, is this whatever? Let's just you know, <laughs> whatever. And I'm just telling you the details so that you have undeniable doubt. Like, that you don't have any doubt, right? Um, when you're having these conversations about if he done it, and I already told you, like, if you start to understand somebody is telling you you flunked out of school, it's in the summer, you know, you just got in late at night, and and you're sneaking out with your girlfriend and all this stuff, yeah, that's going to piss you off. So, talking about the alarm system, 
it you know they're trying to make it seem like there was errors in the in the in the alarm system but it even shows the exact moment when he disarms the panel to let the police in and then they start to clear the t- the the perimeters and stuff like that and it shows when they test the back door and like when they're working their way through the house so that whole faulty alarm system very fascinating i have surveillance cameras um and it sends it to my phone um super affordable you can get it it's arlo from from costco um but yo like i need to find out what the surveillance company that is because that 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 sounds i um yeah let's let's not prolong this one but yeah that sounds like a really good company like um how thorough everything is how sensitive everything is and how accurate and so god forbid that you end up deceased it like tracks all the movement and they have it now to where you can have like i said even the difference between years ago seven years ago and now if you combine that with like video cameras throughout the house it's a wrap okay okay so here's the thing so remember uh she has um at least one other brother. So I think it might have been just three kids. So she has an old, there's an older brother. There's the boy, which, you know, AJ, which is the middle child, apparently. And then the youngest daughter, the youngest, which is a daughter. So they're four, at least the two younger ones are four years apart. They said there was only four people in the house. So, cause I was like, well, if they have a younger brother, cause they said the middle brother, but what happens is I was thinking, cause like in my family, I have a middle brother, but it's four of us. So I'm the oldest, I'm the only girl. Then there's three boys and there's a middle brother, but I think they meant the middle child being a brother. So it's only three kids. So the oldest brother was at in out with his girlfriend at her place or his place. And then, um, you have the 14 and the 12 year old and the two parents. So that's the four. Right. Um, and there was, I think something else I wanted to say, about. Oh, then he talked about the windows, right? So the windows, he said that you can't even, cause these are relatively nicer homes, right? So you can't open them from the outside. They all have locks. You have to unlock it from the inside. So when you start to do the math real quick and there's no signs of breaking and entering, yeah. And they even keep bringing it up too. This is a 16 year old that he doesn't understand things like alarm systems and how to manipulate certain stuff or how it, his his mind isn't fully developed in that way. So this should have been an open and shut case. And, and again, in case I didn't really quite, the sister, I'm surprised they're not going after the sister. I can low-key understand why she's trying to make it seem like it's the older brother because when you have siblings, you're going to have your favorite brothers. I talk about this all the time, or your favorite siblings. So these two were like partners in crime, probably had a little bit of an age disconnect from the older brother. Um, if you're talking about the difference between like, let's say the oldest brother was 18, 19, maybe a good four year difference, four years difference between them two, right? And you're 12, you're probably not going to be as connected, didn't grow up too much or spend too much time with the oldest brother being around or that type of thing he might have gone off to college and so um there's that disconnect so you don't feel on you know loyalty to him the way that you do with the brother that you like to hang out with and he's fine and you're only 12 yo and so I don't know I feel it really feel like 
is is more to this going on and when the grandma and the the daughter are or the sister are saying that it was the oldest brother that's that's called protect your ass right that that's that's a d- different level of loyalty because it's like if she goes and says um he yeah he did it i heard my dad my brother do it blah 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 then he can implicate her on the whole scenario too. Um, I don't know to what degree law enforcement is that quote-unquote benevolent, right? That's one of the words we used in one of the oracles we did the other day. I don't know that they're that benevolent that they would let her get off scot-free, but it kind of explains why they're willing to throw the older brother under the bus. And again, like I said, the grandma's trying to do damage control because you're looking at losing two sons or like two grandkids on top of the two people, you know, whether it's your son or your daughter, whichever set of the grandparents that come from. Anyways, let's see what else they have to tell. When I tell you not only these people suffer in their last few moments, this was a very troubled child. Tell me why this boy, okay, was looking up how to make a car bomb explode two days before he tow-tacked his parents, y'all. And yes, it sounds like he did try to set the fire. Because um, uh, just bear with me, I, I'll probably... Um, so today's, um, we're going into Thursday. I'll probably will watch it over the weekend and kind of figure out a little bit more. But the... Um, they said that he fired the shot and then he denied it. So again, all of this, you come in late. It's July 29. It's the summer. You and your sister got all the smoke. You probably feel some kind of way because your older brother who has every right to be out because he's an older person with his girlfriend and you don't understand why you're 12 and 14 um, can't, <clears throat> you know, be get, having your own way or 12 and 16 and just, you know, whatever. So at this point, they go to bed, you know, they go unlock the panel, lock the panel, head up to their parents' room. The parents give him all the smoke. He goes back to his room. He's pissed. He fires the gun and then he denies, you know, because they said he shot it into the floor. So he denies it. He lies about it. Wakes up again, I guess, at one or he was on his phone all that time because it shows when he, you know, was on his phone. Something, whatever he figures out, whatever goes down the hallway oh oh, I guess he shot the fire the the shot and then they probably like probably called him or asked him like hey what happened was it you and he's like nah then they go back to bed I don't know that but yeah because they said that he denied that he shot the the stuff but they did confirm that the night that they were shot you know they talk about how it's four people in the house only two walk out alive. The doors and everything are locked. The windows are all locked. They can only be opened from the inside out. None of the doors have been breached. There wasn't any motion sensors on the garage. They said like the brother when he, because remember they called the brother. He, he um, the, the AJ called his brother Josh to the scene. And his brother was inconsolable, scared, concerned. Where's his brother? Where's his sister? What happened? Are are they both going to make it? You know, type of a thing. And, you know, because his dad got shipped, like sent to the um, hospital. And so <clears throat> the grandma had to be consoled. 
I mean, the, the, the daughter, the, the daughter had to be consoled by the grandma. Um, and so she was distraught and maybe she did sleep through the whole thing. And they said she was confused and disoriented and didn't know what was going on around her. So yeah, y'all, that's, that's the tea. I just feel bad for the parents. So now the defense, which is AJ's, um, defense attorney is talking about why the older brother did it. And they're saying the older brother lost his, I guess he had a, a scholarship for, I don't know if it was for academia or for sports. Imagine he was trying to probably go down the same path as his father. If AJ, because AJ had football practice in the morning that he was worried about missing because they called him in for interrogation the day, like hours after his parents passed. And so, you know, if you, if your dad is former NFL then you're probably going to try to go that same route. So, but the the son also flunked out of the the older son also lost his scholarship and um got kicked out of two colleges, y'all. Can you imagine? So, remember, I want you to kind of like get into the headspace of I think as as um especially when you get to that caliber of like black families, like we try to have these conversations because we understand you're in America and you're raising black males. When you're talking about that, the caliber of parents that, that we're dealing with, right? You have some that they're not that in tune with it and that's okay. But you kind of get an understanding of who you're dealing with for both the mom and the dad. And this is their second son and he's following the same MO, the same pattern as the oldest son so it's like they are trying to fight everything that's possible to prevent you know understand you're pouring in thousands of dollars as I think parents should if you're going to have children they are an investment they are a responsibility you try to put in the best um work that you can elbow grease that you can to make sure that you get the best outcome right um and so they pour in all this money into the oldest son he still loses his scholarship still has um get kicked out of not one but two colleges you know you don't think the youngest son is 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 kind of paying attention to the conversations happening with his older brother and if you understand anything about just siblings period your youngest brother is going to be looking up to the oldest brother. I think that there might be a little bit of a disconnect with the youngest sister, you know, when you start to look at how big the age gap would be. But yeah, old younger brother, probably looking up to the older brother, following in the same rebellious patterns and also getting kicked out or flunking out at 16. This is wild. Okay, I understand why... They could say that Josh, which is the older brother, because um, remember we talked about how so he's flunking out, he lost his scholarship, um, got kicked out of college. I uh, twice, um, I used to work at a college. That, that the number of times I can explain, you know, or a university that I can explain to you, and I I uh, worked in everything from the admissions office to working with freshmen to a dean's office. 
for you to get kicked out of a college because if there is money to be given, there is money to be if you if you have money to giveth, they have money to taketh. Okay, so you for you to get to the point where they're kicking you out of college, um, I could probably count the number of hat uh times on my one hand. Of course, I was only in admissions office for maybe like a year, a year and a half. Um, so I'm pretty sure that they were probably could have been even more, but. Um, I could count on one hand, on one hand, the number of people that you have to be failing poorly academically, and they will even let you go to another college and bring your grades up and, and then transfer back in, depending on how rigorous the the system is, you know, of the school that you're going to. But in most cases, they're going to try to work with you where it comes into is with behavior. If you are you know, so they said that the oldest brother also had um, rampant use of drugs and alcohol. OK, um, and then the other thing that they said, too, is he was already starting to show signs of um, being like psychotic. And so maybe the children were on a spectrum where you know, um, it, 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 uh, so with the, with the older brother, they said like, he would just start to act, this is before, but, um, they talked about how after his son, after the dad and mom, mom and dad passed, I I think the way that the, they're explaining it is kind of like he was on a continuum and it got worse, but the brother was already kind of psychotic before and he would have like this erratic behavior. I think they said his dad used to have a church or they, they kept talking about the dad's church or leaving the, like, you know, but it could be that they were just church attenders. And um, that's why the Sabbath school teacher or like the, the Sunday school teacher was saying like the older brother would have blank stares and just like really creeping them out and just like get up and walk out of church and then come back in and hanging around, the you know, type of stuff. So... But but at the same time, the younger brother was like, "Listen, I, I'm gonna pass it off on him. I'm you know, if, if if the iron is hot, I'm gonna strike. Like, you know, um, it, this is this is just sick because I really do think AJ did it. I don't think the older brother did it, but the older brother." Um, those parents were, had their hands full with both of those boys and they were leading their little sister down a path that was just, that that's, if, if when you're raising girls, you don't want them to be exposed, you know, their weight, their vulnerabilities are way more different. <clears throat> so yeah, just wild y'all. That's why. Listen, I've talked about this before. If I had kids, one thing you're not going to do is embarrassed TF out of me. Um, and I say that this with the utmost respect, but I'm glad the mom did not have to be here to see all of this dirty laundry being aired out. But the oldest son, Josh, he, um, he believed he was God and the devil. And they have reports of him saying, like I am Jesus Christ. So I I think I understand the sister a little bit more when she says like not AJ. Again, I understand the whole partner in crime, you're closest to him, probably not so much 
connected to the older brother. Um, whereas the older brother, usually the younger brother tends to look up to the older brother. Um, but I can see why they're saying that, um, at this point, the the jury saw the evidence and they decided that the prosecutor was correct. I can see kind of a little bit understand why, but, but yeah, the, because, um, even when they unlay it, uh, unfold it, like the, the brother had an apartment just a couple of blocks away from where his parents lived. And they say that at the night, the night that they, um, this happened, he was smoking marijuana and you can smell it on him. Um, and so they're saying like, if you combine it with that, it could give you a psychotic break and how quickly you responded to the house. But at the same time, I think just even as my raw emotions or like thoughts as I'm reacting to this, um, the alarm system by itself. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, each person gets a different code to lock the um, security system, depending on how. Oh, I'm kind of sleepy, y'all. Um, depending on on the system, each person is assigned a code. So <clears throat> that's kind of how they're able to tell that the little sister um, set the um, closed the alarm, and when AJ unclosed the alarm, um, and who was setting up the alarm, you know, type of a thing. Sometimes everybody will get the same code. Um, but I feel the reason I say that I, I kind of more trust the alarm system, unless the, the, the brother had his own alarm code. But again, sometimes, sometimes you only get two or three where it's like everybody in the house gets one. And then if you have housekeepers coming through and then they will have a separate code, and then you just have a third one for kind of like emergencies and stuff like that that you would give out. And then that way you know that this is a, um, the homeowner. Or this is a, a third party that de- disarmed the alarm. But yeah, so <clears throat> I can understand a little bit more why the grandma and the sister were saying that the oldest brother might be the one responsible. But again, I will say this. Those parents had their hands full. God bless their soul. You know, all the stuff they went through, just trying to make sure that because this is the fight and the struggle that people, I don't think they realize, like it is a responsibility. It's not all roses. And there is a fight that goes on behind the scenes. I talk about this a lot. Like you can you can have two parents in the home, you know, you can have, um, you know, a father that is everything you think you'd want him to be and, and somebody that you could emulate. And when they come to discipline you and course correct and be everything that they say that we need to have in these two parent homes, it don't really count for nothing, but all right, y'all, I'm going to play this for y'all because y'all, y'all, mm-mm. I'm going to play this. More than murders does not mean it didn't happen. It is okay, and it is often scary looking at it. He declared, I am the brother of Jesus Christ, and that he's on a mission to help save the world, that he has personally saved the world before. Mm -hmm. 
He instructed the interviewer to respect your king. I am, I guess I have been ordained. He stated that he is responsible for the lives of others. He also stated that he was previously Satan and that he was part woman and part man. <laughs> oh my God, these poor parents, y'all. Jeez. Y'all, why did the older brother try to set somebody else's house on fire? I think, like I said, I feel like both of the kids were um, <clears throat> on the same spectrum for psycho. Because the first one is like when you hear, I, I get it. Um, he's coming across like a whole psychopath. And he was talking about how he wants to sacrifice animals on an altar and so if you have this whole setting fire in front of the house, you know, of the, of the house um, type of a thing. The thing is, the defense, from what I'm seeing so far, isn't able to prove that he, you know, that um, the brother was inside the house or that there was any of his DNA inside the house. Um, I think that they're both... Uh, I, 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 you know, I say gave their parents, they were a handful, but I think that they were both, like, the youngest one was just equally as capable of doing the same type of things and probably had, was heading down that same line anyways. Like, um, they were just born like that, like, in the sense of, like, uh, there's, like, whatever causes psych psycho, like, psychosis they both had it and so you have not one but two sons trying to set fire on stuff and arson and um remember i talked about how they interviewed um some of the jury members if you get a chance to listen to that clip and you hear how the woman was like yeah no he he definitely did that stuff um, there was something else I wanted to say, but I just got distracted. If it comes back to me, I'll come back and say it. But when you listen to the interview, there was something she said in there. Um, uh, and her being adamant that it was this brother and not Josh. It will come back to me. If I remember, I'll, I'll come back on here. Okay, I'm going to say this real quick. I'm, I'm listening to the defense. You have, it all comes down to motive. Like, in terms of motive, um, yeah, the older brother could have been a little bit like, you know, off the rails and stuff like that. But in terms of motive, you have to look at who came home late, got in trouble and was feeling some kind of way. I feel like that more matches what was going on for that day. All right. Okay, y'all. I'm still, this is interesting case, matter of fact. So um, just watching some trading stuff on the side. It's a quiet morning. But um. They, they said that he tested, remember with, um, there were talks about how there were, he shot into the ground. That was weeks before this happened, before he, you know, the parents were toe tagged. The other thing too, I want to remind you two days before the parents, the, speaking of motive, it, it's just really going to come around full circle. Even speaking of motive, two days before his parents were toe tagged, he was looking at how to detonate a car bomb, okay? And then um, I wasn't sure if the time that he tried to set the house on 
like the the parents' bedroom on fire. Um, that was also leading up to when his parents were to tag. So I wasn't clear just from listening to the closing arguments if that was all in one night or whatever the duration was. But yeah, those were like weeks and time leading up to before he was the parents were toe tagged. 